I just, I didn't want to touch the water. I just didn't want to know that feeling again. Mm-hmm. I, in a way, it was out of fear, out of fear that I'll miss it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode eight of the Mental Dive podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Staden. I hope you all been doing uh, well since the uh, since the last dive. It's it's been about three weeks since last time I dropped a podcast, so uh, this one was a bit of a long time coming. I got caught up in some exams and, and whatnot, but um, I'm really happy to be able to drop the podcast today, and it was it was fun to get back into it. So today's episode is with uh, Lawrence University varsity swimmer Erica Savage. Erica is a is a really good friend of mine. I've known her since my first year of university because we're in the same program in the same year and. Over the years, it's been it's been really nice to see Erica's growth as not only a swimmer or a student, but just overall as a person. It's it's wild to think that all those years have already gone by, but in saying that, looking back at at since I've first known Erica and now getting to know her better through interviewing her and and learning a lot more about her, it's really clear to me that she has made huge steps in terms of growing her confidence. And during the interview, me and Erica uh, touch on confidence and we, we talk about different different situations and experiences that she's had that have contributed to her, not only the growth of her confidence, but also the fluctuation of confidence, which is something that everybody goes through as a human. So without further ado, let's get into the dive. So today I have the pleasure of being joined by Erica Savage. Erica, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How about you, Taylor? I'm fantastic, thank you. And um, to start, uh, what I like to usually do is just ask about uh, about yourself and give us uh, the viewers a little background okay. about yourself. So uh, are you comfortable doing that? Absolutely. Sweet, let's get into it. Where would you like me to start? Or you know what, how about we start from when you first started swimming when you were young? Alrighty, the very beginning. Hmm. The beginning. Chapter one. Chapter one. Well, I started out, as most kids do, learning swimming through swimming lessons, Mm -hmm. and I found that I was moving up through the levels pretty fast, and I ended up being in, hmm, it's one of the top three levels, like, of your lifeguarding course, Mm -hmm. and it just didn't make much sense for an eight-year-old to try and pull out, you know, like, a 13-year-old out of the pool. Yeah. So my parents were like, okay, like, let's try competitive swimming and see how it goes, and I absolutely loved it. Okay. And it went really well. And I stayed with my first club for hmm, maybe around five years. Okay. And what was the name of this club? Markham Aquatic Club. Markham Aquatic Club. Markham Aquatic Club. Okay. And who is the uh, who is, was their head coaches? Yep. Okay. Um, I started off in one of the younger groups mm-hmm. with Christine McHugh. She is probably one of my favorite coaches mm-hmm. because she was very involved, and it was just. Like, let's make swimming fun. Let's learn how to do technique, but mm-hmm. let's make it fun and enjoyable. So important when you're young. Oh, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And she was one of the big reasons um, I stayed in swimming. Like, even down the road when I was having a lot of trouble, uh, we got really close, and I would just call her up, and I'd be in tears, or I'd be frustrated, or whatever mm-hmm. it was, and she'd help walk me through it. So after Christine, I moved up to one of the higher groups, and I got Brian Lindsay. Okay. And with him, I really my freestyle really evolved, and I become a became a really strong freestyler in mainly the distance events. And with when I was in his group, I ended up being one of the top swimmers in Canada for multiple races <laughs> for long course, especially. That's fantastic. It it was great, but it also kind of sucked being a. 12 year old girl 
swimming 1500 meters yeah like the last or the last uh race of the meet but it was pretty awesome because especially at that time i didn't really like recognize the level that i was on Mm -hmm. like i can look back now and be like like holy moly like i was pretty good for like 11 year old girl Mm -hmm. and then after markham i went to the aurora ducks because the head coach went from Markham to Aurora and I really liked because I got a few uh, practices in with him at the time and I really mm-hmm. liked him. So I went with him to Aurora where I was there for two years mm-hmm. and I really liked swimming there. It was it also helped me refine the fun in swimming. So so wait, did you lose the fun prior to that? Um, or when did it, when exactly did it happen? I wouldn't necessarily say lose the fun, but it became a little bit more work because when I was in Brian's group, there was a mm-hmm. lot of us in the group. So like the lanes were really packed and you didn't really get that chance to get a lot more one-on-one time. Mm-hmm. So it was really just, here's the set, let's do it, go, go, go. So when I went to Aurora, there was less kids in the high performance group. So mm-hmm. we had maybe maybe tops 20 kids, tops. Yeah. So you got more of that chance to have a one-on-one with our coach. Um, and our coach was a lot, like, really soft-hearted. Mm-hmm. So he was really nice. He was really sweet to us. Um, but then after my second year, the whole group was a lot older than me. So they all mm-hmm. graduated. Yeah. So they went off and did their own thing at university. And I was more or less the last person in the group Mm -hmm. and i decided to go to ajax um where matt's matt bell his coaching style was very opposite from what i had at the aurora ducks and it was very he produced so many strong swimmers and um like some of them are olympians now right so it was pretty it was a very different atmosphere So what would you say are the biggest differences between these coaches that you've had up to this point? Because you did mention how they're opposite. Was this Mm -hmm. this new coach, Matt, you're saying? More maybe authoritative? Yes. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Opposed to like a a player's coach per se? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah? Okay. So how about about you? You get into that a bit, if you don't mind. He was a lot more demanding. It's also, it's kind of difficult to compare the coaches because going from like Markham uh, to Ducks, for me, it was a lot more about the fun. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't aware of how to do pace times. I didn't know how to read the clock. Like I didn't memorize my own times. For Mm -hmm. me, it was just, let's go out there and do it. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm doing it because I have fun. Like Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Whereas once I went to Ajax, Matt um, helped me be more aware of like reading the clock and what pace times were Mm -hmm. and okay, let's improve our times. But what is your time? What are the standards? Mm -hmm. So how are you going to achieve this? It made me more aware of swimming as a sport Mm -hmm. rather than swimming as exactly as it just being a hobby. Exactly. Okay. Um, But that also made me really, in some ways it also made me lose the fun in it because I wasn't, I didn't want to, I didn't care about winning. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it's fun to win. Yes, I really enjoy competing and still yeah. do to this day. I love winning. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, that helped, that 
I lost focus in just being there because I wanted to be there mm-hmm. rather than having to be there. Okay. And I ended up quitting or retiring or putting putting swimming on hold okay. after that right. year. Taking a break. Taking a break. Yes. Okay. Thank you. And was this break fueled a lot by the new environment you're put in and you're starting to realize, you know, like once you're start more serious with your swimming, you're now starting to see um, more so what what it entails to be a high performer. And then from there, would you say it's more so like, okay, you're used to just having fun and doing a hobby, but now since it's getting a lot more serious, it kind of made you realize that, wow, this is maybe a little too much for me. And you need to really, um, you have to revisit the, the idea down the road kind of thing. Um, I don't think so because I've never been a really a, like afraid of hard work. Mm-hmm. Like I actually enjoy like being sore after a hard workout. I look mm-hmm. forward to it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so. It was more so the fact that um, I had friends on the team, but... On which team? Sorry, Ajax. Ajax, okay. But I found that since we were in the high performance team, I found that Matt's attitude started to affect um, some of the boys in specific, like, in specific mm-hmm. which wasn't necessarily a bad thing. But it just came across like cocky, for example, Mm -hmm. like cockiness was a big one that happened in the boys and like some of the jokes weren't always funny and -hmm. it was just by that point I had a little bit too much of it Mm -hmm. and hmm. yeah, I wouldn't say it was the hard work per se. I think it was more the team atmosphere. Okay. I had friends, but they were better friends with themselves, I feel. Like, I'm still really good friends with some of the girls to this day, mm-hmm. but then there's other girls who just won't acknowledge me at all. Really? Yeah, so. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you can't you can't be friends with, with all your teammates. It's Ex- same, yeah, exactly. Same thing when you go to work. You know, exactly. You're not, gonna, you're not gonna connect with all your coworkers. Absolutely. But obviously the biggest thing um, when, it go, when it comes down to that, whether you're, it's a, team or you're at mm-hmm. work well, I guess work your team as well your you and your coworkers and, and peers and is you sometimes have to set those differences aside mm-hmm. to to make to to reach that common goal exactly you know? and that's a big lesson for a 13 year old girl right who yeah. just wants everybody to be friends and yeah. the world just to be lovely mm-hmm. 100% <laughs> um and so so m- moving from uh would that be considered junior swimming yeah that was about that was about 13 okay there. yeah junior so so you, you took a break from swimming, mm-hmm. and then you t- you mentioned you did some high school swimming and yes, whatnot, <laughs> and this this led you to um, not actually attaining a position on a swim team leading the university, mm-hmm. and other, otherwise known as being a walk on. Yeah. So what what was the reason for that of not um, attaining a spot prior to university? Was it just something you weren't necessarily motivated to do, or did you not have certain prerequisites for it, or what, what was that all about? Uh, exactly that. I didn't have the prerequisites, okay. but I knew prior that I wanted to swim varsity swimming. Like I've always wanted to swim mm-hmm. varsity swimming. So I knew that once I stopped when I was 13, that like just give myself a break, figure it out as we go, maybe do some coaching, like find a, maybe a different part mm-hmm. to love about the sport. Yeah. And I ended up finding that love again, but I knew, I actually found out in grade 12 I think 
that you needed to have prerequisites for a lot of the big universities mm -hmm. like Western and UFT are the first two that come to mind. Yeah. You need to have certain times within a, I believe it's a year okay. in order to qualify to be on the team. And mm -hmm. I obviously didn't have these times because I haven't officially swam in four years outside of high school swimming. Yeah. Um, and I actually attended the, what is it, the university fair? Yes. And Laurentian had caught my eye because there was a big swimmer on one of the pictures that had passed oh, by right. on the screen. I was like, oh, Laurentian, hmm, where's that? And I ended up talking to somebody at the booth and they were like, oh, like, you're interested in swimming? I was like, yeah. And she's like, Phil Parker, the coach is here if you want to go talk to him. I was like, what? Like, this is perfect. <laughs> like, this is wonderful. Yeah. And like they showed me to where Phil was going to be. And I walked upstairs and they were like, Phil's not here. I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, he left about 20 minutes ago. I was like, are you kidding me? But I got all of his information. I emailed him, I think, like maybe that night. Yeah. Great professor for the record. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I agree. Loved yeah. his course. And yeah. a fantastic coach, I must say. Um, I emailed him that night. And I was like, hey, like my name's Erica Savage. Like I'm currently attending... Um, my high school agent court collegiate and where i'm doing uh swimming i just attended ofsa this is the time that i'm going now this is the time i want to go and these are my past swim times yeah. back from club swimming and he basically sent me all the information for like recruitment weekend mm -hmm. got me an invitation to go and i came and oh boy i was very tired during that recruitment weekend because i haven't swam that hard and three-ish years really oh yeah but i loved it it was yeah. i knew it. i was like i'm coming hmm. i get to swim yeah There's sports psychology right i'm coming yeah so did you did you already apply for the sports psychology program prior to the oh i guess not because you didn't know what learning was you said i'm or, trying to remember the order of that yeah hmm when's normally the university fair september time Ooh. uh I want to say October. Okay. Maybe November. That makes more sense, October. Yeah. I'm I went to the... I went to the first recruitment, and that's November. Okay. So that makes cool. sense then. Okay. And Sweet. I got accepted in early January. Oh, you got accepted before me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was I was shocked when I saw that. I was like... I was actually I was what? actually sweating a bit with my application oh, because I, was too. I didn't get I didn't get accepted till I think late February. Yeah, and it was actually there's a point in time where I thought I was going to go to Trent University for their dual psychology business administration really? program. Yeah, and but I was still holding on for Laurentian. I got that email. <laughs> oh, I was I was pumped obviously, and and I'm glad I still feel that way to this day because obviously a I'm lot of a lot of people too. switch programs and you know lose their lose their passion or. Maybe it's not, not what I think of it is, you know, or a million other reasons. Um, okay. Thank you for choosing Laurentian. And Laurentian, thank you for accepting Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so with you being a walk-on now, let's get into that a bit because mm -hmm. there's obviously a lot of a lot of athletes who who are walk-ons, and some of them become very successful. Mm -hmm. There's been there've been walk-on athletes um, in the NCAA that have gone on to be drafted to the NFL. Yep. Um, amongst a ton of different stories obviously everyone knows the the movie uh rudy and, and his story of being a walk on to notre dame um but yeah, anyways so what was your what was your mindset going in as a walk-on like did you have like no expectations kind of see how it goes or do you have like high expectations be like no like i, I gotta make this happen um 
I was nervous. Yeah. Because I knew that, like, everybody in university had been swimming for just varsity, at least a year to four years, depending on what year they were in, as well as everybody who was going into first year had most probably been training a lot more than I had the last three, four years. Mm -hmm. So I was a little bit nervous, but I was really excited. Yeah. Because, like, I'd been doing it for so long, and... I was coming in with a different mindset of expectations and just me, myself, as a person, and as a leader, as a swimmer, mm-hmm. everything. Hmm. Okay, and and so on this weekend, was it just general training, or like did you did you get to choose what kind of event you would do based on what you figured you'd be swimming in once you got there, or for recruitment? Yeah, yeah. So how recruitment works is um, swimmers who would like to swim in the future at Laurentian possibly or mm-hmm. just get a tour of the campus, whatever it may be. Um, they come in, I believe it's Friday, and then we have a practice, just a normal practice, mm-hmm. Friday afternoon, and then we have another one Saturday morning, and then we usually do various team events. Like I remember for my recruitment trip, it actually fell on the weekend of LU's Got Talent. So that was what we did. Okay. Was we all went and watched Alu's Got Talent. Nice. Yeah, and then on Sunday usually get we like go out to breakfast and mm-hmm. Perkins. <laughs> usually tutti frutties. Oh, we're tutti frutti. Yeah, uh, <laughs> tutti frutti person. Sometimes I think Gloria's is always an option too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, what would your favorite competition be in swimming then? Since we kind of we kind of touched on that a bit, my and favorite why. competition, yeah. like out of all my years of swimming, or just my favorite competition um, to swim at? How about how about uh, uh, up to now? So like your favorite competition or event? Hmm. As of right now, it's pr- like this is such a stereotypical answer, but fifty free. So freestyle, also okay. known as front crawl. I was gonna say I have no idea what that is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's. It's just a fun event. It's mm-hmm. like you gotta give her. You can just go, go mm-hmm. for it. And it's sort of a chance event because it's such a fast race. But that's also part of the fun. Like there's such a thrill to it. Yeah. And like you can just out touch somebody by like point zero one, which is mm-hmm. like less than the length of your fingernail. So it's a really, th- <laughs> it's a pretty thrilling race. Um, but my other favorite race I'd have to say would be the 200 freestyle because front crawl, also known as, because there's a bit of like, there's strategy to it, Mm -hmm. but it's still on the side of a sprint, but it's not quite a sprint. So, so that one would be more structured, Mm -hmm. you'd say, whereas the other event, what's, what's, what was it called again? 50 freestyle. 50 freestyle is a lot more open-ended. Oh, yes. And, and faster. So do you, would you say you prepare differently for those events as you go in? Like, do you have a different mindset going into it or yeah. different uh, maybe warm-ups for it? or Most definitely. Yeah. So how about we uh, we dive into that a little bit? <laughs> you got that right. So for the 50 freestyle, for me, it would be more just about, like, if you're right behind the blocks, like, constant jumps. Just get your heart elevated. Get yourself excited. Just get that go 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 feeling yeah get that sympathetic nervous system firing oh absolutely oh yeah absolutely but you have to make sure that you don't overdo it because when you're on the blocks 
you don't want to hesitate. You don't want to jerk, no nothing. Yeah. Because you'll get disqualified if you do. So you have to make sure that you're not too pumped up that you're going to jitter on the blocks. Okay. Um, and I've almost been caught really? <laughs> the past few times. So I'm trying, I'm still trying to find that perfect balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that 50 freestyle, my ideal spot is just that complete. Don't think just go. Don't think just go. Just go. Okay. Whereas the 200 freestyle, as we said, it's more structured. Mm. So I more focus on like breathing pattern. Like when do I breathe? When do I not breathe? Uh, when you're in, sorry, when you're in or out of the pool. This is for me when I'm in the pool. Okay. Um, because it also helps me keep count. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of my teammates have poked fun at me for this because I lose count really easily, even on shorter races. So just my breathing pattern, it helps me make sure that I'm counting correctly. <laughs> okay. So. So it uses like like a focus point. Exactly. Kind of yeah. Okay. Huh. It's interesting. And so now, kind of going back to um, the other one when we were talking about your, when your sympathetic nervous system's firing, mm-hmm. okay, and your, your heart rate's getting elevated and you're, you're getting anxious and, and yep. all that, what do, what do you do in situations where you say to yourself, okay, I'm, I'm too fired up right now. Mm-hmm. I'm too aroused. Yep. Like, like, what do you do in those situations? Do you have any sort of uh, techniques to get it down? Maybe some diaphragmic breathing or, or what, what would it be? Um, this might sound weird, but I'll put like my goggles on and I'll just cover my goggles and I'll kind of like black myself out for a moment because it kind of focuses me, focuses myself to just stop, breathe, yeah, like take a step back for a moment. Mm-hmm. It gets you out of the environment kind of because you're not exactly. seeing everything going on. You're not seeing it yeah. and you literally block yourself out for a moment. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so if you see me behind the blocks, awkwardly covering my eyes, yeah, that's what I'm doing. You know, I still have to come watch you swim. I've been telling it's you for a while. Only been four now. years. Taylor. I know. I've been telling you for a while. Now. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come watch your event. Yeah. Huh. You still got time. Still it's got just, time. That's true. Got a semester. Not a lot. Only a semester. Ooh. Not a lot, bud. Okay. Um. So, so in our prep time, we talked a bit about about confidence. And you said that you really wanted to talk about confidence. So, so I'm, I'm just going to let you take the reins, reins on this one. Okay. Yeah. Um, so going from like Ajax to not swimming, mm-hmm. it was a really big difference. Okay. Because when I was at Ajax, like I was really high up there. Like I didn't believe I was, mm-hmm. but I was a really fast, strong swimmer. Yeah. And I didn't know it. And then I stopped swimming and... It was like a big drop okay going from how high i was to just not swimming at all mm-hmm. and then knowing that i wanted to swim varsity i knew i had to come back up again okay um but throughout that first year of taking a break per se mm-hmm. um i didn't want to swim you didn't want to swim i didn't want to swim how come I just, I didn't want to touch the water. I just didn't want to know that feeling again. Mm -hmm. In a way, it was out of fear, out of fear that I'll miss it. But I actually had a really big, strong mentor in high school who, as soon as she found out who I was, it was, I want you to swim. This was like... Wait, wait, what do you mean? She was my high school swim coach. And she she found out who I was and she was like, you're going to swim. And at first it was like, oh, no, no, no. I don't want to swim. Like, I'm taking a break. I don't want to. Did she know that you, 
Did she know that you swam before that? She knew I swam before that because okay. I had switched high schools in my first year. Okay. I was at a sports high school. Mm-hmm. Was it Bill Crothers? Bill Crothers. You're at Bill Crothers. I was at Bill Crothers. I did not know that. Yeah. Cool. I was in the high performance athletics program at Crothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I switched halfway through ninth grade, which really messed up my schedule. Mm-hmm. But oh my gosh, everybody at ACI was an absolute blessing. Yeah. And um, this coach and teacher found out who I was, and she was like, "Like when you're ready, we're gonna get you back in the pool." Mm-hmm. And my first thought was like, "Oh boy, like no, 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 I don't, I don't want to touch it. I don't want to go anywhere near it." Mm-hmm. Um, but within that year, she was like, "Okay, like if you don't wanna, if you don't wanna swim, like let's mm-hmm. get you coaching." And she just brought me on deck and she's like, if yeah. you want to hop in, you hop in. Kind of get you back in the environment. Exactly. Slowly. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and eventually I did want to swim again. And this experience really helped me with leadership. And it gave me a different view on swimming, okay. which raised my confidence in a different way because it wasn't about me being a swimmer. It became more about me helping others. Mm-hmm. And helping me share all this knowledge that I had, like, learned over whew, how many years. And being able to share it and help others improve. Okay. Which was really incredible. And I didn't, you don't realize how much knowledge you get until yeah. you help somebody who doesn't, like, yeah. know about the sport. Mm-hmm. So, Miss Kell, this was our coach, was just so wonderful about it. Mm-hmm. And she absolutely supported me all throughout high school and still does. Um, and when I was applying for universities, she was like right there by my side and just helping me. And again, right. still is. Um, but when I did go from grade 12 swimming into varsity swimming, it was a big jump because so many of the girls have been practicing so much longer than I have. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just about like swim skill per se it was also about like in the weight room like yes i had been doing weights for three years in high school but it's diff. it was kind of different different like in terms of the types of exercise you were doing or the environment it was in i would say both okay so maybe like the environment was less less pressure because you're doing them on your own time you didn't have anybody there judging you or you know, kind of people looking over their shoulder, like, oh, how much, how much is she doing? Oh, maybe I have to one up her. Yeah, you know, exactly. And the goals weren't as like concrete, I guess, and as time based per se. Okay. Like they were still there, but it was like, okay, like if I don't make it by this time, like, no biggie. Whereas yeah. with swimming in varsity, it was like, you only have let's call it a year mm-hmm. to get that you sport time or whatever or else yeah. you have to almost start over not necessarily start over again but it does put you back a little bit okay so, so thank, thank you for sharing that story but it sounds like her, well, her name was what was her name miss kill miss kill yep okay so it sounds like miss kill helped pretty you awesome mm-hmm. she was wonderful it sounds like she helped <laughs> you refine your confidence oh absolutely and that obviously helped springboard you into maybe being willing to be a walk-on on a university trial when you knew there's going to be a lot of uh, swimmers from various years there because you said it was years one to four yeah maybe some even five if yeah. someone was taking like a teacher's college or master's or needed to take an extra year or so mm-hmm. hmm. and so what do you think is a big challenge 
with your confidence? Do you find yourself maybe measuring your your self worth like in comparison to others? Like, are you are you very um, comparative like that? Like, oh, like oh, what's their time? I have to be that good, opposed to like really focusing on more controllable factors because obviously you can't control how good um, how good you Someone know person is. A mm-hmm. A's time is or how how much person B is lifting. But what you can control is you know like how much effort you put forward, how well you put yourself in a position to succeed. Yeah. Yeah. I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it also depends when in the season it is. Like, especially towards exam season, everybody's tired. Yeah. So I found the more tired I am, the more I do it, mm-hmm. which is understandable because your mind isn't as sharp and you kind of drift into old habits. Um, so I would say, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And what what do you do to help fight against that, that urge to, to compare? Um, if I find it getting really bad, mm-hmm. I'll just, I'll take a practice off. Yeah. And I always want to swim. That's the thing is I've always loved swimming, still do. If I find myself not wanting to swim, There's I have a problem. To, there is a problem yeah. and I'm aware of it. I'll take it off mm-hmm. and I need to step back. Okay. And because I know if I push myself, I'm most definitely not going to want to come back. Okay. Push yourself in terms of just saying, no, just like stick it out for this practice. and Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. So when it does happen, I know I have to stop. Yeah. It's just like a, it's like a self-care kind of thing. Exactly. Okay. Especially after like swimming for not swimming for 3 years, my I don't want to say tolerance, but my ability to like want to stay, I've noticed is a little bit shorter than when it was originally. Mm-hmm. But what it was originally we also had coaches there like yelling at us, telling to go, you know, mm-hmm. a lot more down on us. Whereas now it's a lot more internal motivation. Internal motivation. I like oh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're all more <laughs> intrinsically motivated. Thank you. Intrinsic. That's the word. Look at Erica relating <laughs> theory to practice. I love it. Woohoo. <laughs> and I guess that, that's a good springboard for us, too, moving into our next topic that we talked about with the sports psychology program. Mm-hmm. So with the sports psychology program, um, I've talked about it multiple times on um, the previous episodes. A lot of the time when I talk to the other guests about it, they say that it's helped them a lot in terms of helping them fix their mindset with um, with certain sports or helping them find their confidence and really just giving them a different perspective yeah. on the, the challenges they may be facing and you know maybe seeing if, if they're normal or they're not normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what have you taken away from the sports psychology program so far and how do you feel like it's impacted your your swimming as well as your overall well-being? I would say it's actually impacted me to help others mm-hmm. more so than myself because like I've been swimming for so long I know more or less what works and what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um it's actually been kind of funny at points because I'll be behind the blocks and I'm like oh this is happening it's like oh wait it was like I learned that in this class and I was like oh boy <laughs> so it's getting in your head a Ex- little bit <laughs> exactly and it's like oh I remember when this prof says that it's like oh I remember that oh so that's why that happens mm-hmm. so it doesn't necessarily it helps me realize more about others and yeah. what they're going through because like when I was in high school I did a lot more coaching mm-hmm. and Sometimes you find yourself like thinking, well, why don't you want to do this? Like, just do it. Like, because that's what you were told. Like, just do it. Yeah. 
don't think just do exactly but like so, a lot of time you're thinking and you're overthinking <laughs> yeah. absolutely yeah. exactly so it gives me a different outlook on how to motivate others or help them figure out like what's going on it's like when do they need to take a moment right and when do they really need to take a moment or are they just saying that because they don't want to be there and that that goes back into your your coaching background too yeah could you see yourself <laughs> coaching in the future um it's hard to say um i'm not very good at planning ahead and like making that schedule for practices okay. so the technical side of it i would say no <laughs> mm-hmm. the motivational side i'd love to yeah like helping swimmers or athletes or people generally with motivation or like what are my strengths what are my weaknesses mm. how can i improve on this or what am i doing wrong or yeah things like that most definitely right so maybe maybe you'll get your your mental performance consultant cert maybe go we'll from there <laughs> but that's great and so as well do you do you have any do you have any idols hmm. in terms of whether it be swimming or someone who you just really look up to and, and they give you a greater sense of of yourself and mm-hmm. just life moving forward well, looking back on like the people that I've mentioned, the two that immediately come to mind are most definitely Miss Kill and Christine McHugh. Mm-hmm. But as an athlete, my idol would be Ashton Bauman. Okay. Um, I had met him actually when I was applying for universities in grade 12 mm-hmm. and just going through that whole process of, I know I really want to swim varsity, but the confidence wasn't quite there. And... I never really had an athlete to look up to because like a lot of the athletes you look up to end up being like a lot more about like, well, how many points have they scored? Oh, they're really good at this, like the technical side all of All-time leaders and all that. Exactly. Yeah, like, and like Michael Phelps and... Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And I wasn't really interested in like how many medals or your technique. Yeah. Um, I wanted that personal connection. Yeah. And Ashton had actually been swimming at Olympic trials in Toronto, which was which is where I'm from. And I went to watch him race and I got to meet him afterwards mm-hmm. and just his personality. It was like, wow, you're awesome. You're hilarious. You're like so down to earth. You're so mm-hmm. easy to talk to. And it was just, I got it. I'm like, just like that. I want to do that. I want to go to Olympic trials. Yeah. And I was like, whether it's just to be like, Hey Ashton, like, look, I'm at trials and you met me like four years ago. And yeah. I was just a high school swimmer. But, like, that was really inspiring because I never really talked to an Olympian and been like, you're awesome. Yeah. And it was personable. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know what? Thank you for sharing the story. You know what I find really interesting about that story? Mm-hmm. Is that it directly relates back to your days and your transition from the one club you said was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And the club you said was a lot more, a lot more strict and kind of gave you an idea of, what you would think would happen when sport got more serious. Yeah. And then, and you, and you eventually became disengaged and you revisited it back oh, to this university absolutely. fair. Right? University fair. And you met Ashton, his name was? Yeah. You met Ashton. Yeah. And Ashton showed you that you can be a high performer and still have fun. Still have fun. I never you know? thought about that. But yeah. that, well, that, that absolutely. That's why we dive. Yeah. No? <laughs> 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 that's fantastic. Wow. I never thought about it that way. Well, there, there you go. Gonna have to tell Ashton that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Send him a link to the podcast. Give me an extra view. Oh, I don't know. I can do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. Fantastic. And so, Erica, do you have any um, 
Sorry, I said a voice crack. Um, do you, Puberty, Taylor? <laughs> uh, um, do you have any, again, oh my goodness, <laughs> almost 22. Um, uh, okay, I'm going to try this one more time. I'm going to try this one more time. <laughs> do you have any closing remarks for the listeners? Any key takeaways or messages that, that you like to give them? I love what you're doing. Just love it. Like, There's going to be so many things about life or just specifically sport whatever it may be mm-hmm. there's always going to be something that's going to be hard there's always something yeah. that's going to suck there's always going to be something to complain about mm-hmm. but the hard part about it is being positive about it right enjoying it and still loving it mm-hmm. so always find that one piece to love yeah because it's always going to be fun yeah you just have to look for it mm-hmm. okay great well, Erica, th- thank you so much for uh, for joining me today. This one has been a long time coming now. <laughs> Erica, thank you, actually, Taylor. <laughs> Erica is actually one of the first people I asked to come on the podcast <laughs> back in in September 2019. So this year. Hey, confidence was going up and down, up and down. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not giving you any flack for it. I'm just uh, just speaking out loud. But no, so I'm really, I'm really pumped to have finally done this interview. It's been a lot of fun and. Um, I, I got to learn more about you today and you know, we're, we're obviously pretty good friends. So it's always nice to learn another thing about a friend. Thanks for having me, Taylor. This was awesome. Yeah, no problem, Erica. <laughs> thank you. Well, firstly, as always, I would like to thank each and every one of you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. It is very much appreciated. And I hope you enjoyed the dive today with Erica Savage. Another thing that is also very much appreciated is give me a follow on Instagram. My Instagram is Staden underscore mental performance so my last name s-t-a-d-e-n underscore mental performance and please be sure to also subscribe to the podcast on spotify or whichever platform you use thank you and as always keep diving